Hey, Dr. Mike here. Does it matter if your fish is wild caught? Stay tuned to learn more with our guest, Max Francia. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish, Dr. Crystal. This is a big topic. It sure is, and controversial. It is. Wild caught, farm raised. And then we have a guest who's going to talk about another way, kind of a way, a new way, maybe, mm-hmm. right? Something like that. Very interesting, very interesting podcast today. So if you're listening, this is a good one. Um, let's bring on Max. Max Francia has an MBA from the MIT Sloan School of Management. He is Atlantic Sapphire's marketing director. He has extensive experience in consumer packaged foods, um, having a having worked globally at Procter & Gamble and Spectrum Brands. And recently, Max is applying his passion and knowledge of consumer insights, brand management, and strategy to the food sector, where he spearheads Blue House Salmon's brand development. Max, welcome to Live Foreverish. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So... Yeah, it's this is kind of it's kind of controversial a little I bit know. here. So let's get it from you, Max. Give us kind of how you define wild caught versus farm raised. Let's just start there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, if it's wild caught, basically it's caught in its natural habitat. Um, it could be a lake, the ocean, uh, a river, uh, depending on the species that we're talking about. Um, it could be commercially uh, caught uh, and it could be also more on a kind of a craftsmanship type of uh, operation. Uh, but in any case, it, it's when uh, the fish is mature enough and they're caught in their environment. Um, if you're talking about farm race, that's uh, completely different, right? It's a very controlled operation. There are many different ways of doing that. It could be, um, it, it could be on land, like we're going to be discussing in a few minutes. It, it could be also farm race in the ocean as well. Um, so it, it is a, a really an interesting topic, and I, I believe there's an opportunity to educate more consumers in, in the marketplace about the differences and the benefits of each uh, method. So you just brought up something I never thought about before. Every time visually I've considered farm raised, I've considered them almost like on the banks. Okay, (laughs) so like right there on the coast or on a dock and then you have these nets and then like you're kind of keeping the fish right there. I've never visualized a farm actually out further out into oh, I the see ocean, what you're saying. Almost, yeah, yeah. Uh, almost like, you know, you, you go out, no land to be seen. Are, are there farms out there as well? Is that what I'm hearing that you can farm? I, I know it's a bizarre question, but for me, that it's, makes now a that difference. I, now I'm thinking now, about that. I'm right? like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure. Max, where's the, yeah. where's the farm? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean again there are different uh methodologies right land raised actually means that um you're doing that on, on land in close containment it's away from the ocean it, our operation is actually 15 miles away from from the coastal area of miami right so okay. uh, we're about an hour south of miami so imagine that an hour south and about 15 16 miles inland almost in the everglades completely removed from any type of so that's ocean. La- so that's land. That's right, land. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then farm farm could be farm is on the banks and 
maybe out further in the ocean or where's the farm? Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. 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 Uh, sorry about that. I thought you were asking me about the land race. No, absolutely. no, no, no. Like we're, we're, we're confused. We don't know where the farm <laughs> is. Where, where are the fish in the farm? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So let me step back. Yes. Yeah, so the conventional way uh, of raising salmon is in the ocean. So about 80% of all the salmon consumption in the world and, and potentially even more uh, lately because of restrictions on, on wild caught is, is farmed in the ocean. The two biggest countries are Norway and Chile. And that happens in the coastal areas, right? Like, like you were saying, like, like the banks, the fjords, if you would, in, okay, in okay. Norway, for example, because okay. it's, it's a very cold species, right? So we need water that is about 11 Celsius, about 43 Fahrenheit, more and less. So it, it is really cold. They're uh, subject to all kind of currents and, and it's happening in a net pen. Um, so, you know, imagine exactly that, a net that is submerged and, and you have the school of fish in there could be anywhere from 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 fish in, in those net pens. And those are in the coastal areas, right? So okay. um, the, the entire operation happens, you know, within a, a maybe half a mile uh, at the most from okay. from shore so tell me that, about oh go, go ahead i'm sorry i was gonna mention something else that happens also in the ocean that it's kind of a new development uh, there's a lot of technology that will need to uh, be proven and, and developed over the next few years but that's more kind of offshore farming so mm. imagine okay, like um like engines and, and uh, or oil, actually, like the oil industry, right? Again, in Norway uh, or, or in other countries um, in, the, in the Northern Sea, uh, for example, that happens miles into the ocean. It is very different. And that, that could be another alternative. That is something that it's been investigated at the moment. It's been tested. Um, it's very complex, technologically speaking, as well. Uh, because these are similar to the platforms, like we're saying, where you extract oil. Uh, so it, it is uh, subject to uh, more um, winds, the, the, the force of the winds, the force of the current, obviously storms. So it, it is more difficult. That's why okay. today the operation really happens in the coastal areas, if you're talking in the ocean. And then we have the land race, which is what I, uh, you know, what right, I was right, referring right. to. Before, before we go to the land range, though, like, let's, let's talk about the controversy. Because right, because there are people who are like the purists. I hear him say this all the time. I have friends who say this. I would never buy farm, and then and then others are like, "Well, no, actually, it turns out farm's not so bad." Where what? See, what's the controversy? Where? Why are? Why do we? What's wrong with farm? Um, is it better than wild? I mean, which help us out there? Yeah, I mean, and, and I gotta say that's a question that I always get uh, asked whenever I'm in like birthday party with my sons or anything like that. I, I, I get so many people that are interested, and in, once I mention what I do, they they really want to know. Um, like you said, what is the difference between wild caught? What is better? Uh, what is more nutritious, for example, or healthier in general? And and the reality is that. Uh, there's opportunity really to have both methods of, of production. And, and the reason why I say that, and, and then I'll get a little bit into the, the specifics of each one, but the reason why I, I start there is because the consumption of salmon, seafood in general, but especially for salmon, is just going to keep increasing over the next few years, 5, 10, 15 years. Uh, public policy is asking for more consumption of seafood. We, we consume about... Um, 
less than a third of what um, Scandinavian countries consume in a weekly basis uh, of seafood and especially salmon. So, you know, it, it is a lot healthier because of the, uh, obviously the omega-3s, the healthy fats. So we do need to increase our consumption uh, starting at younger mm -hmm. ages, right? Um, uh, so people who are in, or kids and, and, you know, in school should be eating a lot more seafood. So what that means is that our demand for seafood is going to increase. And, and the U.S. is the number one market as a country um, for salmon. That, that also explains why our operation is here local in the, in the States versus other countries. So we don't have to import the, the food and uh, the, the fish and, and we don't need to uh, fly it, which has a, a huge carbon footprint as well. So that's uh, on the environmental side. It has its benefits as well. But the proximity to the market, it, it, it is, um, it is, you know, an essential part of, of the strategy. Okay. Um, now, I believe that, like I said, uh, the wild caught is a bit limited, right? Because you need to protect the species in its natural habitat. You cannot uh, keep overfishing um, the, the different stocks and whether it's in the Western side of the country, in Canada, uh, which is where most of the, of the fish right. are coming from. And that, that's already and, a big problem, right? Overfishing. I mean, we're already doing that, right? It's, it's not, exactly. it's coming. We are, right? Okay. We, we are, and, and, the, and the state of Alaska, for example, is doing a great job of trying to protect the, the wild stocks and, and trying to control more or less all the commercial operations, being that the biggest source of wild caught that we have in the country. The other part would be coming from, from Canada. Uh, but the reality, like I said, is that that is completely limited. We, we do need um, to increase our production of farm seafood. And why? And then the question that I pose is why, why import it? Right, it's a trade deficit for for the country, and and it has the, the environmental impact. Why not do it locally? And 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 when you do it locally, then you have a, a number of options, right? Um, if you talk about farm, though, it, it's still happening in in different locations. It's still healthy, I would say. Um, if you compare it to other proteins, for example, just to uh, take that. Um, that direction for a little bit, the conversation that direction, you compare it to, to beef or chicken, for example. Um, with beef especially, just the water consumption of the production of, of, mm, of beef or the cattle needs, it's just tremendous. That's number one. Um, number two, the, the omega-3, the, the healthy fats are missing, right, in, in beef, which is what, what we have in, in salmon. So we do need that farm salmon that is um, controlled, that is efficiently done, that keeps the welfare of the fish in mind, right? And there are many operations like those. So, and like I said before, you could find them in Chile, you could find them in Norway, in the UK, in New Zealand. Um, there are a few countries in the world where you could see that in Canada um, as well. So we, we have room for that. Um, and then enter the third uh, production method, which is land raise. And, and when we get before there, you're you gonna- go, Max, I'm sorry, before you, before you go there, before you go there, uh, going back to the to the farmer, what what are the so, so you you're at your son's birthday party and you have people coming up and they and and you start talking about the need maybe for farm salmon. What's their main objection? Like, what is the main yeah. objection to farm? Because I hear all kinds of stuff that I don't know if any of it's true or confirmed. Absolutely, the main objection is uh, health related. So people believe that farm salmon is actually full of. Uh, 
contaminants. It's, it's full of PCBs, uh, mercury, antibiotics, all kinds of medicines as well. And that's just not true. I think there's a myth because of some farming operations that were not actually salmon. There, there were other species that really affected the reputation of the, of the seafood uh, farm production. Uh, and that has cascaded uh, onto you know, the salmon production as well. Uh, but so, the reality is that it's very controlled. That's not the case. Okay, so that, I think that is, and I've seen some of those uh, images and uh, news <laughs> headlines about what's happening with some of the other species. So would you say um, outside of salmon, if that's not happening with salmon, just um, other fish in general, it may be better to consume wild versus farm? It might be. Um I'm, I don't know enough about shrimp or cod or trout, for example, which are other species that are um, tilapia also was a big one, wasn't it? tilapia, of course. I mean, tilapia was probably the one that, that triggered a lot of yeah, the. I think I remember um, that. I think, yeah, it's a lot of bad headlines with tilapia. Very, yeah. very bad. And, and, and the reality is that those things that, that were in the news were true, right? I mean, all those farms, like the way they were set up. Um, it was not properly done and and it affected people's perception and unfortunately that has also created uh, repercussions for for salmon and, and other species like, like trout or shrimp um, I couldn't comment you know too much about those others and, and to tell you you know definitely wild is, is better I know there are also land-raised shrimp operations uh, for example in Florida uh, there are being um, propose a, a, as, a, as another alternative that is healthier. So I think there's a very big movement towards that. I, I, it, there's actually part of the seafood industry that believes that land raised is the future of, of seafood production versus wild, right? Because of, because of the reasons that I say, because it's so limited in, in the wild, that the wild caught production has to be uh, restricted and, and we just need to keep increasing our consumption of, right. of seafood. Yeah, so let's talk about land raise. Yeah, you've been, Max has been waiting for this. <laughs> dying to talk about land All right, land so raise. I know you kind of shared uh, shared a few details earlier, but can you just go back over land raise? What is land raised? Um, and, and how is what, it different? How yeah, is it how is different, it different than, than traditional farm yeah. raise? How is it, and obviously mm. we can kind of yeah. tell it's different from right. wild if right. it's on the land. And so. is it healthier? All that kind of like give us mm -hmm. give us the the gist just starting with what it is like what what do you you know what is land raised yeah yeah absolutely so land raised is basically a method of production where you have your fish in closed containment um in our case we're talking about circular tanks for example right uh which grow in size and and the, the capacity the volume of water that that it that each contains also grows uh with the size of the fish as they are maturing um the, the technology specifically is called RAS, Recirculating Aquaculture System. And, and the reason is because they're water sources that, that, that could come from different origins. It could, in, in our case, it's coming uh, from the ground that it's below the, the surface in the Floridian and Biscayne Bay aquifers, for example, whether it's fresh water or salt water. In other cases, it comes from rivers. Uh, in other cases, it could come from oceans and it's pumped into those um, recirculating systems uh, where it's constantly used, it's filtered, right? And then after about 30 days or so, it's uh, either sent to the ocean after it's been uh, filtered and treated in, in the case of other operations or in the case of blue house salmon, 
it's actually filtered and re-injected back into, into the ground. Uh, we are in, in Miami-Dade, so the county has injection wells for treated water, wastewater, and they have about 216 of those. We, we have one, which is enough really to, to support our operation. And, and that, that tells you a little bit about um, the biggest difference, right? Which is the, the water treatment and the water management. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about uh, land raised, uh, there are two big things that, that are very different. Number one is the water management and number two is the energy consumption, right? Um, so I'll speak briefly about the energy consumption because everything has to be controlled, like I said, and, and it's a cold water species. So you need to have the temperature in the tanks at the right temperature, uh, right. you know, very low. So it is ideal for the welfare of the fish, for, for their development uh, and their well-being over the 20 to 22 months that they, they stay in the tanks as they're growing and, and, and maturing. The, so that's for the energy consumption. Then the water, um, it's very difficult to get permits for water uh, treatment in the States. Um, so if you go to areas where the water is colder, like maybe Maine, the state of Maine, for example, it is incredibly difficult because once you've treated the water and you discharge it into a river or the ocean, then you're always running the risk of uh, creating an algae bloom or affecting the ecosystem, right. for example. That, that, is, that is, yeah, absolutely. That is one of the biggest threats that you could uh, face. Now, what we do differently, again, is we inject that into uh, something called a boulder zone. And that boulder zone basically treats the water um, over time, uh, hundreds to thousands of years, and it comes out of salt water uh, back into the Atlantic Ocean. So um, that, in a nutshell, is a little bit the the, the operation of a, of a recirculating aquaculture system, which is what you would use in a land-raised farm. And and so the end result, right, um, is is the salmon the same nutritional value of wild caught is it or do you find them to be healthier do they have more omega-3 content so it's not we understand that we need to be doing this because we we just we're running out of salmon right right so we got to do something and is your way not only is it better for the environment does it produce a better fish Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the on the type of operation that you have for for the farm salmon. Uh, there are uh, many comparable metrics. I would say like the protein levels, for example, um, the fat levels. You, you could look at those. The protein is very similar. Like if you're looking at a three ounce portion of salmon, if it's wild caught or or if it's farmed in general, uh, it is extremely, extremely similar. According to the USDA, it's about, if I'm correct, about 17.2 grams, for example, for that size of a portion in in farmed and 17.9 if it's wild caught. So it's basically identical. That's Um, the same. That's the same for you, your land raised too, right? You're saying when you're saying farm there, are you including your land raised in that? in that conversation? Okay. Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. It, the, the, it's still very, very healthy, whether you choose farm or wild when it comes to the protein levels, for example. There's a difference in the appearance. I think that, and that's where a lot of questions come in as well, because then there's the question of color and, and fat, right? Yes. Um, excuse me? Yeah, no, go ahead. 
Oh, okay. Sorry. You're going to have to edit that. I, I heard something. Okay. Uh... okay. No, no worries. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah. No. So the, the biggest difference then would be, for example, the, the color, right? You, you have a vibrant, almost red type of, of color when, when it's wild caught salmon. And, and it tends to be more orange, a little bit on the paler side when it's farmed. Um, even blue house salmon as well. But the thing is, um, it has to do with the diet, right? If it's wild, um, it's, it's eating uh, potentially krill, it's eating uh, other crustaceous um, um, forms in their diet, and that's uh, generating the, the beta carotenes that need to be in, 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 in their diet uh, normally. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's farmed, then you're uh, using feed uh, that is developed especially for this type of fish, um, and then you're using astensantin. Astensantin could be done in a natural way that, that you're going to be using. So the reality is that you still get the same uh, nutritional value. The appearance is a bit different. And, and of course, then that, that you know, is, is the preference of each one of the consumers. Uh, but that, I would say that's, um, that's a, an area where I get a lot of questions as well. Um, the third area, which is actually, I would say, is favorable really more to farm uh, salmon uh, in, in land-raised methodology um, is the levels of mercury. Um, and yes, the that's reason, a big thing. Mm-hmm, that, that's another big question that we always get asked in social media, in our blogs, because consumers are learning more and they're, they're researching and they really want to eat something that is healthier for them. So mercury is number one and, and microplastics is number two. And I think both tend to be favorable uh, to, to land-raised salmon, especially. Uh, mercury, because the, the feed is engineered with um, more uh, novel ingredients. For example, we're using algae, algae-based uh, forms of, of oil uh, versus caught in, 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 the, in the sea, which means that there's no mercury moving along the food chain right, right. because it was it, it was done with yeah. algae oil which is the very origin of everything that is going to come after that right like the creel is going to eat that and sardines then the salmon for example just collapsing a little bit the the the, the food chain but that that's that's um the reason why mercury levels are so low in in land raised uh, we actually ran a few tests. We're always doing this, um, you know, um, to, to stay on top, obviously, of our nutritional values and, and any type of contaminations. And and first, there are no, um, well, going back to mercury, I'm sorry, the, um, it's 180 times below the FDA allowance for, for mercury. Um, and, and that is a lot less than what you would find in wild. Right, because of what I just explained. So that is a benefit of eating land-raised um, salmon. Um, if it's farmed conventionally, then it is eating also um, feed that, that is dropped into the net pens. So you still have a benefit, but they're still in the wild. So there could be a little bit of, of uh, mercury right, in there. Right. And the, then going back to microplastics, uh, dioxins, right? Like PCBs, all of that. That's unfortunately in the ocean, right? We, we all heard about what's happening in the, in the Pacific Ocean and all, you know, just in impact on the environment. And that's not happening when you're talking about close containment land-raised salmon, 
because our water source, uh, specifically in our case, like I was saying, is coming from two artisan uh, aquifers, the Biscayne Bay Aquifer and the Floridian Aquifer uh, for the salt water. So that hasn't seen any man-made pollution at all. It's just water that's been sitting there for thousands of years, about 3,000 feet underground. So that's a source of our water. Doesn't have mercury, doesn't have microplastics, doesn't have any type of dioxins. And that means that we don't use antibiotics in, in, in the production of our, of our salmon ever. They don't, they don't need it. They never get sick wow. there. It could be sea lice. It could be other viruses in, in the ocean, right? That they get mm -hmm. exposed to that conventional farming. When it's land raised, that's not the case. So I'm curious about the the texture, um, because the, when the fish when they're out in the ocean they're swimming, the 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 muscle, you know, especially like the larger the oh, stronger fish, with this. yeah, okay, that the the muscle in in the the fish texture is just a they're little working. more tough. They're it's swimming. They got meaty. predators to avoid. They got stuff to do. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that do you see any differences? Yes, yes, um, I, I do. So one is the color, like I was saying before, but then uh, talking specifically about the kind of the, the structure of, of, of the meat per se, the wild, is, the, the wild salmon is leaner um, and uh, because the farm tends to have a higher fat content. Um, like you were saying, uh, Mike, you, you were saying that um, they, they tend to or they need to avoid predators, right? It, it is true. They're exercising constantly. They're going against the current. They, they, they're evading predators. So they're leaner in, in nature. You don't see, you typically see in farm salmon, uh, more of a kind of the, the, the fat, more marbling, uh, the, mm. the white lines in, in, in the structure. You don't see that in wild. Wild is That's leaner. That's very true. And, and I can remember when I first learned this, um, just generally when people used to say, well, which form has the most omega-3 fats? And when I used to teach that, surprisingly, it's farm fish. Yeah, farm fish. We'll have higher levels of omega-3s because it is a fattier fish. So now it all comes together because they're not, they're not exercising. Listen, they got a nice life. <laughs> They don't got to worry about being eaten. It's pretty well, no, no, no. eventually. <laughs> not, not in the tank, though. <laughs> not in the They're tank. Safe in the tank. <laughs> so the land, um, you know, process, the lamb raised, is that available in stores right now? I don't think I've seen packaging for land raised or what, or is it just say farm raised on the packaging? Like what's good question. Mm -hmm. it, it is available it, depending on which part of the country you, you get different um, different companies that sell it at retail so supermarkets like uh, Publix here in the, in the state of Florida and and you know all the way actually to South Carolina and I believe maybe they're in in Virginia they do have uh, land raised salmon they have blue house salmon um, so they they they're a great partner and, and they, they want to provide their customers with different options. So they, they have their conventional farming um, uh, offering, the conventional salmon. They have the, the blue house salmon, which is land raised. And, uh, but the thing is that because of the nature of the industry, there's not a lot of branding, which is what we're trying to change. We're trying mm -hmm. to uh, use the brand to really educate consumers and let them know about the, the benefits and the different attributes uh, of in our case, um, you know, our brand being fresh from Florida, uh, no use of antibiotics ever, uh, being land raised. So 
so far, I mean, it, it, it's a process and there are many different yeah. marketing strategies that, that we're following to, to try to do that and engage the community, engage, uh, you know, the influencers and people who could really get the word out and, 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 and help us really uh, sharing our message. Um, but so far, you wouldn't see packaging uh, because it's, it's, it's fresh, right? So we're only selling in, in the fresh counter and you don't see branding there. You basically see just, you know, um, kind of the origin of the salmon, um, whether so it's a little piece of paper oh. that says where it's from. So, or and it yeah. does, does it, will it say land raised or will it say farmed? It, it, it says farm. Uh, because of the regulations, yes, that which is you know part of the things that that we want to change. Um, some retailers allow us to have what we call uh, small sign toppers, and so we next to that piece of paper, right, of plastic that has um, the the price per pound. It has maybe the origin, whether the product is from Norway, it's from the USA, or it's from Chile. Uh, or any other location, they allow us to put this that has our brand, has a QR code, so people can scan it and learn more about the, the production mm -hmm. method. And it has a few of the attributes, right? It, it says no antibiotics ever. It says, um, you know, blue house raised, uh, which is, you know, the, the methodology that, that we want to promote, really. So, Max, this is fantastic information. Um, I, I'm, I, I want to try it. I, I tried it. Oh, you did. So I, I met uh, Max, uh, all of you who are listening. I was at a conference, the uh, American Dietetic Association oh, Food okay. and Nutrition Conference. And uh, and I was there with a seafood education organization. They they had a booth. And uh, and so they were kind of explaining, you know, this this concept, mm -hmm. I didn't really, you know, I, I know so much more now, but I did try it. Oh, they, so they had samples for you? They had samples. What did That's you, well, right you at tell, the Food and Nutrition Conference, there's always samples. <laughs> tell us what you thought. What uh, was it? it was good. It was, it was, it was good. It was um, more in the style, it wasn't the, the fresh, I guess it was more like how you would find tuna mm -hmm. prepared. Oh, so it wasn't they didn't like grill it or something. Right, it okay, wasn't yeah. it wasn't grilled, but okay, but still I can't them. wait. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so Max, um, if if our listeners want to learn more about blue house salmon and and the land raised process, where can they? Is there a website we can send them to? Yes, of course. Um, you know, you should visit bluehousesalmon.com. Uh, that, that's a website. You're gonna have a wealth of information there about the process, about the brand, the comparisons, health attributes, uh, a blog where we have guest writers as well, uh, whether depending, you know, the, the topic, whether it's heart uh, health or uh, sustainability uh, practices, protection of wild species, like all the different uh, benefits uh, around the the process, the the blue house and land raised process. Also, if you want to have uh, access to recipes and, 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 you know, daily information, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok, And the handle is at blue house salmon. One word. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today, Max. Fascinating information and, and good luck with what you do. And it sounds pretty good. I know. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and, and you know, always happy to, to be able to share a little bit about what we're doing and, and why, you know, the market needs to know more about this as we all, you know, get healthier. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, don't forget, you go to liveforeverish.com where there are 
tons and tons of other episodes you can download, like, share, and comment. And, of course, subscribe so you never miss a show. That's liveforevers.com. But also our sponsor, Life Extension, uh, because you guys are so awesome, our audience, Dr. Crystal. If you go to lifeextension.com, purchase whatever you want at checkout, use the uh, code PODCAST. How was I going to say it? Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> and you get 10% off $50 or more and free shipping and handling at lifeextension.com. I'm Dr. Mike. That's Dr. Crystal. Thanks for listening.